A Christmas mall kiosk had to be shut down after a drunk Santa, Mrs. Claus, and elf had a threesome. A gingerbread monolith appeared on a San Francisco hilltop and then disappeared. A man walked the circumference of the earth without leaving his home city. These are the weird news stories for Monday, the Monday after Christmas. Yay, Merry Christmas. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, which is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I have three weird stories from around the world. Let's get into it, guys. The police shut down a Christmas mall kiosk after an intoxicated Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, and Elf had a threesome in public. Yes, have a holly jolly threesome at a Christmas mall kiosk. This happened in Ohio. The cops had to shut down a mall kiosk last week after three intoxicated employees partake, partook in some sexual acts in public. A.K.A. lewd, lascivious behavior in public. And please do yourself a favor and Google this story because you must see the faces of these people. This must be the ugliest threesome party I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) If I witnessed these three getting it on in public, I would be horrified. Therapy would be needed. I would be suffering from PTSD forever. Post threesome traumatic syndrome, whatever that is, <laughs> but it's post post nasty people threesome syndrome. This is horrible. I feel bad for the children that had to walk by this. Oh, the the conversations between the parents and the children after this scene. I can only imagine. This happened in a place called Zanesville, where the police intervene after several complaints of shoppers alleged that inappropriate sexual behavior was taking place. Elmer Hines, age 73, Janet Weaver, age 62, and Elliot McCannister, age 43, were found intoxicated and in possession of crack cocaine. (laughs) Wow, they have a lot here. They were in possession of crack cocaine, crystal meth, marijuana, and alcohol before being arrested. It would take crack cocaine, crystal meth, marijuana, and alcohol for me to get involved in a threesome with people that look like this. For sure. Even then, I don't know if I could do it. You'd have to throw in some heroin, (laughs) some opium, any other designer drugs you might come across. You'd have to invent a totally new drug for me to get involved in a threesome with these people. Please Google it. You must look at their faces. This guy's got a lazy eye. This woman has 17 chins. The other guy looks like a serial killer. Apparently, one of the shoppers took some photos of Elliot McCannister, the elf, partaking in anal sex with one of the plastic reindeers as well. How? How do you have anal sex with a plastic reindeer? Are you putting the antlers up your buttocks, Elliot McCannister, you maniac? Wow. (laughs) This just really takes the Christmas cake, I tell you. We have a quote from a visibly troubled shopper. What they were doing was extremely offensive, but I I had been waiting in line for over an hour and my four-year-old daughter would have never forgiven me if we had left the scene. She was very eager to meet Santa Claus and we probably hung around a little bit too long. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You hung around too long, shopper, visibly troubled shopper. And now what are you going to have to explain to your child? Your poor child wanted to see Santa, saw a man dressed as an elf being... uh, anally violated by a plastic reindeer and now and now what what good was that for your child nobody's winning visibly troubled shopper 
Listen, the moment the elf takes off his clothes, you got to exit the scene. I don't care how long you've been waiting there. No worries, guys, because the Colony Square Mall administrators have taken some strict action after this. Guess, guess what they've done? They've instated a no-alcohol policy for future employees at the Christmas Mall kiosk to prevent further incidents. Yeah, well, you need to put a no-crack cocaine policy. Maybe no-crystal meth policy. And you might have to get rid of some of those plastic reindeers, those sexy-ass reindeers, because they they're so good-looking. You never know who's going to be enticed to have some sort of sodomy <laughs> fantasy with one of them you know what i'm saying now i would be remiss if i didn't give you some more quotes from people who witnessed this stuff more shocked parents some visibly shocked some not so visibly shocked just shocked on the inside <laughs> here's a quote miss claus was sitting on santa's lap moaning and groaning while while he had his pants down and while we waited in line the elf started touching himself under his trousers and fondling Mrs. Claus's breasts as well as French kissing Santa Claus at the same time. <laughs> guys, 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 what are you so shocked for, okay? There were several mistletoes above their heads. What did you think? They weren't going to kiss each other? Come on now. Ho, ho, a mistletoe hung where you can see. They're having a big old threesome and the elf is growing a Christmas tree. Have a holly jolly threesome at the Ohio Christmas Mall. <laughs> I can't believe this story is real. I'm so grateful that it's, it is actually real. I just feel bad for the kids, man. But guys, at the end of the day, there are some winners in this situation. Those winners, they're the parents of all the kids that were there that day because now those parents never have to take their child to that annoying Christmas Santa at the mall situation ever again. It just never has to happen. <laughs> the, the kid ain't going to want to go. The kid's been horrified and traumatized. You ask the kid every year here on out. Hey, hey Bobby, you want to go to the, you want to go see Santa this year at, at the mall? It, what? No, mom. I don't. I can't bear this. I'm still having nightmares about what the elf did to that reindeer. Oh, and poor Rudolph, the poor Rudolph. I can't believe what the elf did to that Rudolph's nose. I can never look at a red nose again the same way. A gingerbread monolith appeared and then collapsed on a San Francisco hilltop over the weekend. In true pop-up art fashion, a seven-foot-tall monolith made of gingerbread mysteriously appeared on a San Francisco hilltop on Christmas Day. It then unfortunately collapsed the next day. Ooh, and then did the whole town eat it? I want to know. Let's get some more info. I would have been right there eating it, man. Put some whipped cream on it. Warm it up a bit. Ah, I love gingerbread cookies. I love like moist gingerbread itself, you know, the fluffy bread, the moist just out of the oven. Oh, kill me with that gingerbread, baby. The three-sided gingerbread tower was held together by icing. It was decorated with gumdrops. Ooh, what a fantasy. It delighted the city of San Francisco on Friday when word spread about its existence, its gingery bread existence. Someone named Ananda Sharma told the media that during his morning run, he climbed to Corona Heights Park to see the sunrise when he spotted what he thought was a giant post. He said he smelled the scent of gingerbread before realizing what it was. <laughs> the fact that this guy could smell the gingerbread from miles away sounds amazing. Here's a quote from him. Well, it made me smile, of course. I wonder who did this. And when did they put it there, this gingerbread masterpiece? I wondered, and it made me smile. 
Oh, I love the smell of gingerbread after a morning run, you know. This is how I like to live my life. I like smells. I very much so. I actually run not for the running itself. I run for the smells. You should know that. Yes, nothing like some gingerbread or any old smell wafting up your nostrils. Recently in San Francisco, I've been complaining because all it smells like is homeless people and rats. But this gingerbread was a nice break from that. And right around the holidays was a perfect time. You know, it certainly was. Oh, I love gingerbread. I make my own cookies usually uh, once or twice a year. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That wasn't the full quote. I took some liberties there. He, He didn't say anything quite like that. But imagine that he did. Isn't it funnier? Yes, it is. You're welcome. Apparently, people trekked to this park in San Francisco throughout the Christmas day, even as a light rain fell uh, on top of the edible art project, as light rain will do in San Francisco, where it just it just rains all the time. What crappy weather up in San Fran. Sorry, guys. Come south to Southern California. Come on down here, guys. Get, get yourself some of that sunshine, okay? Get some of that sunshine, some of that COVID. You know how we do it down here. <laughs> there was a video posted online of the gingerbread monolith, and there's an actual clip of someone taking a bite out of it. Maybe this is why it collapsed. Who bit the gingerbread monolith? Chew. Come on now. There's an interview here with someone named Philip, who's head of the Recreation and Parks Department in San Francisco, who says the site looked, quote, like a great spot to get baked. (laughs) Phil, you're hilarious in charge of Recreation and Parks. Phil obviously gets high all the time. Uh, Phil confirmed that his staff would not remove the monument, quote, until the cookie crumbles. Hey, 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 hey. Phil's pretty cool. You got a good attitude about this. Because, you know, I'd imagine there are some cities that would take it down. We don't know what that gingerbread is made out of. What if it has cyanide in it and the children take a bite and someone dies? And there's a lot of paranoia running around. For good reason. For good reason. People do things like that. Of course, there was a lot of fascination surrounding this gingerbread monolith for many reasons. Of course, it evokes the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh... And of course, you guys know, because I've covered, there's been various monoliths appearing all around the world, uh, starting in Utah. And so this kind of fits that theme. I love that these monuments are appearing. The fact that one appeared as a gingerbread, is just amazing to me. I want to see more, more treats as monoliths, more, more delicacies, monoliths that you can eat. This is a great start. This is where the monolith saga could possibly go. Like, can you make one out of lasagna? Can we get there? I'd like to see maybe a monolith made out of acid, like a giant tab of acid, and everybody takes a bite, and then we all we all have a love fest, man. <laughs> it's the time of the season for acid monolith. A man walked the circumference of the earth without leaving his home city. His name is Mr. Bajaj. He was born in India, but has lived in Ireland for 43 years. He finished his extraordinary feat after completing 54.6 million steps in 8,322 hours, burning almost 1.5 million calories in under 1,500 days. Okay, I'm very confused. Did he walk in a circle? Is that what he did? He has applied to the Guinness World Records to set a new world record as the first person to walk the equivalent of the circumference of the earth. Well, no, if 
If you've lived a lifetime, you've obviously walked the circumference of the earth, Mr. Bajaj. So I don't think you're the first to do this. We just never kept track of it, okay? Maybe you kept track of it, but you know the rest of us haven't. I've clearly walked the circumference of the earth probably more than 10 times in my lifetime, I'd imagine. I've played a lot of sports. I've run around. I lived in New York City. The average New Yorker walks like six, seven miles a day. I did that for 10 years. I've definitely walked the circumference of the earth, sir. Why are you so special? Let's find out. Maybe he is special. All right, look it. I don't want to poo-poo Mr. Bajaj. Let's get some information here. Uh, he applied for the Guinness World Records. He is married. He's the father of one. He began his earth walk in 2016 with the aim of losing a little bit of weight. He never considered the distance that he would walk. Here's a quote from Mr. Bajaj. I didn't wake up one morning to say I'm going to do an earth walk or I'm going to try to be in the Guinness World Records. I just wanted to walk because I wanted to lose weight. I was a little bit overweight. So I started walking. After walking for one year, I found that I had done the circumference of the moon. I said, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. When the government said I should cocoon, I said, I'm not going to sit around the house during COVID. <laughs> but we were given a five kilometer restriction in Ireland. So I kept to the restriction that our government placed on me for COVID. And I chose the route. And I did the same walking route 10 to 15 times until I reached my target, walking almost 9,000 kilometers within a five mile, within a five kilometer radius of my own home. <laughs> this guy just walking in circles in his backyard. His wife must have thought he lost his mind. I think walking helps. I, I definitely encourage people to walk, especially people who are much older. It did me a lot of good. And look at I might even end up in the Guinness Book of World Records. You know, there were times it was lonely walking because at times I thought I was walking aimlessly, but I, I kept myself occupied by listening to Morning Ireland, Sky News, and some of the news from my home country of India. I also met a lot of people when I was walking. Oh, did you now? <laughs> met a lot of people at the dog park. He just, he just went to the dog run and walked in circles. Unbelievable, this guy, I tell you. This is, a, this is someone who really wanted away from his wife, is, is my guess. Just wanted out of the house. I'm going walking again. Yes, but honey, you're not really getting anywhere. You're just walking. In, I know I'm walking in circles around the neighborhood and around the house. I, I'll walk around the doghouse 10 million times. I got to get my steps in, all right? Be cooped up in this place with you. All quarantine. You're driving me nuts, lady. Got to get my steps in. I'm trying to do big things in life here, breaking records for Guinness. What are you trying to do, okay? You're trying to just drink Guinness? Yeah, you better get out. You're getting out of shape from all the Guinness you're drinking here, honey. You better get out here and get some steps in like me, all right? Representing. Guys, this is a very inspiring story that, you know, just teaches you that even, even during a pandemic, you don't got to give up on your dreams. You don't got to stop setting records. You just got to adjust them a little bit, <laughs> you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some records that are just off the menu right now. Like, you're not going to be able to break the uh, hugging people in one day record. I'm sure there's a record for that. How many times you could hug people in one day? How many people you could hug in one day? That record will remain for a bit. <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> I mean, we all want to hug a lot of people, which is you just can't trust right now. You can't do it. 
Here's a reasonable record that you could break right now during the pandemic. The wash your hands in a day record. I'm sure there's a record for how many times someone has washed their hands in a day. I'm doing about a dozen times at least, right? That's what I'm doing. What, what about you guys? You can, anybody above 20 times a day washing your hands? Anybody of above 50 times a day washing your hands? Your hands must be a mess right now, just bloody and gross. But anyways, you could break that record during COVID. You should strive for it, guys. You know, keep... keep Keep goals is what I'm saying. Yay! A word up. Hey, how are you? It's Jonesy. I'm in the closet today, but I'm in the closet for a good cause, you know. Bringing you guys some entertaining stories from around the world. You know, this is how we do it. And the year's winding down, and I'm looking forward to a new one. I'll be doing Weird AF News through 2021 as well. You can believe it, baby. I'll still be inside this closet right here. Recording it for you. Doing it for you. And let me tell you something. You're worth it. Every single one of you is worth the effort. Yeah. I'm quite proud to be delivering you some weird news on a daily. And I'm quite grateful for your for your attention. You know, there's over a million podcasts out there. You could be listening to others, but no, you're here with me, and I appreciate that. That's one of the things I'm grateful for this New Year's, is all of you. And I'm grateful... To all of you who reached out to me over the weekend to wish me a Merry Christmas, I appreciate that very much. It felt very good. I was away from my family during the holidays, and so it was nice to hear from my other family, the Weird AF News family, and I appreciate that. I spent Christmas Day working at my day job, making a little extra cash, you know, a little holiday bonus money. Why? I don't know. What else was I going to (laughs) do? But, you know, I had a good time. Snuck in a little Bailey's, brought a big speaker to play some holiday tunes for the other employees. I tried to give them a, you know, a nice atmosphere, a jolly, a jolly good time. And we all had some fun. It was nice. And and my employer provided us with some really great food and desserts. So that was lovely as well. So I ate some great food. It was fabulous. You know, it was, I couldn't get that home cooked meal from mom that I always loved on Christmas. You know, she'd always whip up a turkey or a ham or lasagna or stuffed shells. Sometimes she made homemade ravs. Oh, man, my mom, my mom's killer. Good cook. And uh, I wasn't able to get that home-cooked meal. So, you know, got some good food at the workplace, so that was lovely. And I enjoyed some of the treats that you guys sent me in the mail for Christmas, so I want to thank you guys. I made some videos of me trying these weird-ass treats, and I'm posting them in the Patreon, and they're pretty damn funny, I have to tell you. And I'm a disclaimer, I really don't like a lot of them. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, man, some of this candy is awful, man. Awful. And and I think I know why. It's because a lot of, I don't know where, you, I guess it's European, it's a Canadian. I mean, these places, you guys are just holding on to old school candy. It's like you won't let it go. Like, let let it go. Okay, this candy's horrible. Yes, yes, we know. You, it was invented in 1820, but that doesn't mean you got to still be giving it to the kids. It's just, or selling it or even making it. It's just awful. So there's a lot of that. So the videos are quite fun. And uh, they're available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or go to weirdafnews.com and join the Patreon from there. I'm going to make the Christmas song I wrote available on there as well. The uh, Florida Man Christmas. And if you didn't hear it, I'll post it again at the end of this episode uh, before the phone calls. So I'll I'll put it right after the outro. You can listen to it one more time. I know some of you might have missed it because you were 
you were too busy. You were with family. You weren't able to listen to the the podcast over the weekend. And uh, so, just FYI, I wrote a a pretty. Uh, it's a little bit crass, but it's a pretty funny and accurate Florida man Christmas jingle. So I, th- I think you'll like it. I'll put it on after this outro, and I'll make it available as a download on the Patreon if you guys would like that. Let me know. Um, I'm going to publish some phone calls. As I said, feel free to call the show if you uh, feel inspired after listening to, the, to today's episode. 646-450-2012. And my email is funnyjones at gmail.com if you'd like to send me a story or if you'd like my address because you want to send me some weird treats from your neck of the woods, wherever that might be. All right, guys. Well, Santa, I wasn't all that bad this year Only masturbated next to a dumpster outside of a Popeye's Got arrested for one arm robbery and five DUIs So Santa, make it down to Florida this year Santa, please bring them gifts on down to Florida. I was only on that mess for a portion of the year. And although we got them gators and them pythons, and the children have guns, but that ain't nothing to fear. Santa, please stop at my mobile home in Florida. I punched a cop, but overall I've been a real good boy. I might have defecated in my neighbor's mailbox, but Florida man still deserves that Christmas joy. I'ma say it again, that Florida man deserves that Christmas joy. Come on, Santa, come on, I'm not a Florida man, we love you. Well, this one goes out from the Jersey Shore all the way to the coast of California. Oh, well, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Gonna find out if Jones has been naughty or nice. Oh, weird. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Hello. Santa Claus is coming to town. Merry Christmas, Jonesy. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah! Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town.
Hey, Jonesy, it's Ruby, a.k.a. Billy Bob Mullet from NYC. I just want to wish you a Merry frickin' Christmas, and thank you so much for the sick shout-out. Um, thank you for doing what you do, and thank you for always making everything, you know, so awesome, so dope with the Weird AF News. Huge fan, and a Happy New Year to you, too, and uh, can't wait to have another year with Weird AF News. All right, have a good one. Bye. Hey, Josie, this is me and Macy. It's uh, Boxing Day here in Canada. We're having a good time. Say hi, Mace. Hi. Hi. Hey, we're having a good time here. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Josie. Love Trucker Dave and Macy. Hey, Jonesy, uh, it's Finn. Uh, I just listened to your Florida Friday episode, and uh, I just wanted to say, great job on uh, a Florida Man Christmas. Uh, it, it was actually really, really great. I super loved it. And I was actually wondering if you would be so nice as to email that to me. That would be great. I would love that if you could email that to me. You got my email. You know what's up, man. Anyway, uh, I also just wanted to give my opinion on the whole pineapple pizza thing. Screw pineapple pizza. Fruit doesn't belong on pizza. That is just a fact. I don't know how anyone could ever like pineapple on pizza. It, I mean, I don't get how, I, I've never actually had pineapple pizza, but I just don't, but I've had pineapple, and I've had pizza, and I don't understand how those flavors would mix together well. And, I mean, then again, uh, I did just try making a hash brown omelet earlier this morning, and uh, it's pretty uh, weird, but it was weirdly good. So, yeah. I think that's my sentence for the season. Weirdly good. So, yeah. Alright. Well, anyone who agrees with me on my stance and my stance on pineapple pizza, please call back and say eee, and that'll be that. Alright. Cool. Hello, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas, and been out.